Radio PH7. We're not acidic or alkaline. No, we may not be physically basic, but we are still pretty basic. <laughs> Cullen had a problem and a microphone to spare. Thomas took it up and so the podcast went to air. For weeks and months they trolled through every single DVD. They've unwrapped all the ones they can and now they're cellulose free. Now they're cellulose free. Hello dear listener and welcome to Cellulose Free. My name is Colin and with me as always is my fellow film watcher, compadre and son, Thomas. Hi, hello. What have you been up to? I've been receiving a lot of mail. Tell me about it. (laughs) (laughs) I think there is an Amazon delivery man who is assigned just for you for this week. Well, okay, so Aramax has a specific person doing this specific route, which is helpfully called Airport. So there's one. Uh, Some of them have been coming through Australia Post, and I assume there's a specific postie doing this specific (laughs) route every day, but I wouldn't know because I haven't actually been awake to collect any of the packages. No, we've been placing them in your mailbox. (laughs) (laughs) Which is to say the uh, rectangular space... Uh, Just next to my door. Yes. And everyone who sees these packages uh, wanders up and and gives them a little shake and a little lift to see, what's he he got now? Uh, And now I'm having to go back to my orders and work out exactly what I've picked up. Well, there's still more to come. There is still more to come. Good grief. Yeah. um, (laughs) You're actually building a a nuclear uh, generator in your bedroom. Today... I received uh, This Is How You Die, which is a book about the machine of death. Okay, so it's it's not a nuclear generator you're building, no. it's a nuclear bomb. No. Oh. No. Uh, so that arrived today from the US, which is where I had to get it from, because it wasn't available in Australia. Yet. Well, it's been out for a while, so... Uh-huh. On the 27th of July... I received three books, and I've read two of them already, so that's a good start. Uh, that's another pre-order that apparently isn't coming until December. We'll see. And that came on the 25th of July. Don't ever say something will be here by December. But I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> um, <laughs> My Myth Lab 101. I ordered some Lego. Yes, this the, this was a big surprise to all yeah. of us. The succulents piece from their botanical collection, which, yeah, that was all right. I said to your mother that you were regressing to your childhood, and then we both realised that Lego really wasn't your thing as a child. No. We, no. we did give you the occasional set, and yeah, you just weren't really into it. There was some stuff that worked for me, but I don't think would work for me now. But Lego succulent sucked you in. It, yeah, it was it was all right. It was a good three, two and a half hours putting that together. I, I did notice that uh, it specifically stated it was for one to three players. 
Mm, but yes. you didn't invite no. me to play. Well, that would have reduced the build time significantly. But it would have given us some bonding moment over Lego that I missed out horrifically from during your childhood. Didn't with any of the other kids. Uh-huh. But- uh-huh. <laughs> Uh, and a board game that I haven't had the chance to play because it arrived on Saturday when I was still going to bed at seven. I've sort of vaguely sorted that out now, but yeah, yeah. getting there. Yeah. Are you then, are you able to divulge which board game? Uh, I'm not going to just okay. yet. Right. Uh, and. Okay, that's supposedly arriving on the 11th. It's uh, Cluedo. It's not. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we already have it's Cluedo. Australia Post Monopoly. Uh, I have a replacement capo for my ukulele coming. That's coming sometime early this month. A replacement one? Yeah, mine just, just sort of went missing. I don't know. Oh. Where to? I've looked several times. And not found it. You probably put it in a safe place. Yeah. Well, that's the thing about safe places, that's right. isn't it? Yeah. And then uh, sometime, eventually, I'm getting some uh, felt picks. Ah. And giving those a try. And those cost three and a half dollars for a pack of ten. So if they don't work out, yeah. I'm not particularly fussed. I think I've got some... Whatever. I want I want mine. <laughs> now yours is a concert, ukulele? Uh, yes. 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 So a little bigger than a soprano. Soprano. Yeah. Yeah. And with because it's slightly bigger, slightly different sound characteristics. Yes. Indeed. Um right, so <laughs> But the same string arrangement. Yes. If you want a different string arrangement, you've got to go all the way up to a baritone. Uh-huh. At which point, I think it's arranged similarly to a guitar if yeah, you dropped two if you of drop the, the strings. two strings, yep. Yeah. yeah. But I don't have that, so I don't know why I'm even bringing it up. Can you tune a baritone to the same key? Oh, probably. But, but lower? I, but I'm sure you can. Anyway, we yeah. digress. Mm. What else have I been up to? Don't know. I've been playing some amount of power washing simulator, (laughs) um, which is slow. It takes a long time to power wash, say, a a playground. Well, I've got a suggestion for you. Uh Uh-huh. There's a Kia Carnival in the driveway that could do with a good power wash. You could practice on that. I don't think it's uh, quite as filthy as the things that I have been power washing in power washing simulation. <laughs> I, I don't know. When was the last time you looked at the Kia? Oh, I don't know. Like once or twice a day if it's out in the driveway. <laughs> it's pretty dirty. Yeah. Is it thick black layers of dirt? No, it's, it's thick brown layers of dirt due to the sandstone-based dirt road that it goes along every day to take the kids to school. The one that they quote-unquote intend to seal at some point. Yes. I'm wondering what's going to happen first, that being sealed or the bridge having bike lanes built the on it. Pr- proper bike lanes. Yes, as opposed to the pedestrian walk of death. Mm. Mm. Featuring 
bikes <laughs> and pedestrians but not enough width for both no no or either to be honest no no that's true oh i mean i don't mind walking on it <laughs> i did that yesterday hey we've segued into what i've been doing well, yeah have well, you finished yeah i think i'm finished right i walked over the bridge yeah well actually i donated plasma and i decided i might walk to the school to get picked up from there but and decided you, to keep walking you kept, you kept going yeah yeah so that was a good stretch good walk and took took photos um other than that things have been same old same old oh apart from the fact that i crunched my right thumb knuckle whilst removing a tap head to right. replace the washers in the the laundry to try and reduce the amount of hammering that goes on when the washing machine solenoid switches stop the water which seems to have worked to a reasonable degree and so did the wrecking of my thumb um <laughs> but what was most bizarre was i ended up having to remove the taps themselves from the wall to remove the old washers they, they had completely perished inside so it's, it's a good thing that i actually did this um so did the the hot water one and then did the cold water one and i'm thinking ah okay it's, it's done the same it's the, the the rubber bit has broken off inside the tap so i removed the the tap from the wall and gave it a shake and some bits of black washer came out and then the stem of another washer came out and i'm thinking what 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 is that doing in there <laughs> and pulled that out and gave it a shake and it's still making a rattling noise and i gave give it a bit more of a shake and out comes another whole washer section so all this time there has been a broken washer inside this tap as as well as the existing washer and we've been wondering why all of the cold water taps in the house have got reasonable pressure but this particular tap didn't and that's what it was whoever and as, as we rent this place i have no idea who it would have been however the last person who decided to replace a washer in that tap broke off the stem from the top of the washer and obviously couldn't retrieve it and decided no i won't take the whole tap off the wall and and get that out i'll just leave it in there and stick the new washer on top <laughs> uh, so that was my excitement for the day and so i think it was almost worth breaking my thumb and slashing it open but still can't get the shower taps off the wall so i can't replace the washers and they're dripping anyway digress again it's always a bit of a worry when the tube that leads up to the shower head is constantly wet yes i need to replace that as well i'll get around to it speaking of getting around to things we need to get around to watching a movie we do we have a movie to watch a yep. movie that we have both watched now Mm. You have watched very, very recently. And I feel vaguely like it might not even have been for the first time. Oh, but... okay. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> that might have something... I mean, I, I vaguely recall that the first time I watched it, it looked vaguely familiar. So mm -hmm. it's possibly <laughs> that type of movie. Yeah. I guess we'll find out. What are we watching today? We are watching Oblivion. The Tom Cruise, Morgan Freeman, and 
a female actor whose name eludes me at this point. Uh, Olga Kurilenko and Andrea Riseborough. Right. That's possibly why they elude me. I don't recognise any of those names, even though I've seen this film. Mm. Would you tell our dear listener what this film is about? This groundbreaking cinematic event stars Tom Gruz. Gruz. <laughs> Tom Gruz. <laughs> Brother of the late Edmund Gruz. No, no, no. Secretly, <laughs> secretly, Tom Cruise has been several Steve Carells in a trench coat this whole time. <laughs> this groundbreaking cinematic event stars Tom Cruise as Jack Harper, the lone security repairman stationed on a desolate, nearly ruined future Earth. When he rescues a beautiful stranger from a downed spacecraft, her arrival triggers a non-stop chain of events that forces him to question everything he knows and leaves humanity's fate in his hands. Who... who are you? I'm a beautiful stranger. (laughs) (laughs) I can assure you that those lines in that combination... Do not appear in the film. <laughs> uh, we shall see. Because we're going to watch this. We're yeah. going to watch it on either Stan or Netflix. We haven't yet determined. We're not going to watch it on disc. It is on the shelf. But we're going to... It's on DVD. Do what and... the cool people do and stream it on a yeah. higher resolution. Um, so we're going to do that and then we're going to come back and talk about it. Mm. Possibly. Yeah. So we'll catch you on the flip side. Turn to side B. No, got nothing. Great. Okay. Cool. cool. That's that's a that's a wrap on segment one. It is. Let's hit that or stop two. button. This is segment two. It yes. is. It is. Yes. Oh, that's right. We have yeah. the. So what have you been at? Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Shut up. So what did you think? I, I don't think you get to ask that question of me. I, <laughs> don't I? You, you need to answer that first. Do I? Yeah. Oh, that's not fair. Okay. I, I'm going to put all my cards on the table here. Mm-hmm. All right. I think they were given a budget. Mm-hmm. And it was a reasonable budget. Yeah. And they thought, oh, we've got a reasonable budget. Right. Oh, I want Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and how about Morgan Freeman? Yes, we'll get Morgan mm-hmm. Freeman. What does that leave us? Oh, we've still got quite a bit. We want absolutely brilliant special effects. Mm-hmm. Ching, ching. And uh, a decent sound. Yeah. A decent soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, ching, 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 ching. And, oh, that's our budget. Um, we need a screenplay. Mm-hmm. Right, we've got the... We've got the work experience kid, which would have been fine. I've got nothing against the work experience kids, except for the fact that the work experience kid was there because he signed up for a screenplay thinking he'd be playing Nintendo all day. <laughs> <laughs> the dialogue is appalling. The story is just totally nonsensical in places, but it looks gorgeous and it sounds gorgeous and tom again i admit he's going through the paces here Uh, Mm -hmm. in places he's just calling it in um but he's he's acting pretty solidly 
I don't know what Morgan Freeman was doing. <laughs> I don't know what, what any of the other actors. The, the rest of the acting was just really mediocre. I'm sorry, Morgan. Even his was even more dialed in, I thought. Very much a Morgan Freeman performance. Yeah. And not much else on no, top of that. No, we want you to be well. <laughs> that's that's where the screenplay should have come in, and mm. this is the character. Um, we, we want you to deliver these really corny lines um, and cliched lines, and, um, uh, and but do it in your Morgan Freeman voice. Do you know how to do mm-hmm. one of those? I think I can, <laughs> <laughs> and he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I really, really want to love this film. Um, and if you're just basing it on on just the atmosphere and the special effects and the scenery, it's, it's just a gloriously wonderful thing to look at and hear. But other than that, meh, 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 mm-hmm. meh, meh. So many nonsensical places. Complete plot. What on earth? <laughs> Oh, sorry. I, I've mm. okay. That that. Okay. So there, I've laid my cards on the table. Do you agree or disagree? And I, I don't disagree. Right. <laughs> good. Good. Um. So as as far as effects go, yeah. Uh, they did manage to cut down on some of it, uh, by, uh, not using blue screen, for any of the tower shots. Right. They they built that set. And they set up a bunch of projectors around it, mm-hmm. and they projected the sky onto those. Right. Okay. So you, you could actually see the glass. Yep. And everything didn't look blue. Yeah. And it, it worked. Those were some of the really subtle money shots that looked subtle, but would have been a real headache to have done um, in well, 2013. Mm-hmm. So the whole rear screen projection is old technology, but mm. they were using high tech mm-hmm. methods to to do that, which has now gone on from strength to strength. So that you don't even build a set. <laughs> no, you you stick you, up a volume. Yeah, and then you act in that. And sometimes I'm told you can tell that a volume has been used because the set is. Suspiciously circular. Uh huh. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but not a problem here. No. So that cut down on effects shots because projectors, um, you don't really have to do anything with afterwards. No. Um, the big table. Mm-hmm. That's an actual an screen. Actual screen. Yeah. Which just leaves you with all the other effects shots everywhere else. <laughs> Yeah, I should point out that your cousin actually designed the two-seater ship. Right. Yeah, I say cousin, but it's like uh, second cousin twice removed. (laughs) Also responsible for Tron Legacy. Um, It's interesting that you mentioned Tron Legacy. I I have noted Tron Legacy. <laughs> There's rather a lot of things that look like Tron Legacy and and sound re- like Tron and Legacy. sound like Tron Legacy, but aren't Tron Legacy? Yeah. Um. The the ship, uh, concept designer, is the same between both. Right. Also did 
Prometheus and um, Captain America, the first Avenger, and Turbo, the DreamWorks animated picture, uh-huh. did the indie cars. And if we are talking about the same person here, he also did the cars in Ford versus Ferrari. No, I don't think we are talking about the same person. I didn't see that credit there. Right. <laughs> well, so, okay, he did the interior of this ship. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, so, okay, yeah. yes, yes. I'm, I'm talking about concepts. Right, okay. You're talking about what you do with the concept. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, uh, a concept is all well and good, but you do have to make the thing. Uh, and make <laughs> the thing they did out of aluminium and glass. Yeah. Like, it, it's an actual Physical. thing that existed. Yep. Yep. Um, um, which also helps to cut down <laughs> on the effect shots a bit. Stuck it on a gimbal. Yep. It's interesting that you mention, though, that it's all very well to have a concept, but then you've got to build it. Yeah. <laughs> Again, we come back to the fact that there are so many concepts here that they they didn't build. Um, you made the Tron connection. My Tron legacy connection was actually the, the soundtrack. I know they were With different. Another French electronic yeah, duo. Yeah, exactly. And, and I, I loved it. Oh, yeah. But it, it really did riff on that feel that Tron Legacy went for, that, mm-hmm. that absolutely saved Tron Legacy. That, if that, you were to rip- that melding of an orchestra and synths. Yep, yep. yep. Um, it's totally saved Tron Legacy, but the soundtrack in this, although really good, didn't save this. No. The other connections that I got um, was... Uh, it really was a grab bag from numerous things. You, you've got... Clone re- replacements from Moon from 2009. You've got the fake memories from Blade Runner. Yeah, yeah, memories being put into replicants in that, that case mm. from 1982. It, it just had so many things that felt like they were dipping into the tropes bag. <laughs> Other problems with the film. Mm-hmm. So, Julia yes. tells Jack about how he proposed to her, and this goes on for a bit, and then, immediately after, we are shown the proposal (laughs) in exactly the way it was described. (laughs) Why? Yes. Yep. Yep. Um. (laughs) There's there's a saying in filmmaking that you show and not tell. Um, (laughs) Yep. You also shouldn't do... Both, one after the other. No, no. The distance mm-hmm. that the scavengers had to drag Jack manually. I'm a, that was the impression that I got that they were dragging him. Yeah, on some some sort of platform. But it was physically yeah. dragged. And then they have the ships following a track and spending a fairly long time at high speed getting that. If that's how far... They went. It would have taken them days to drag him there, but there wasn't days that went past. It just... <laughs> there were barely days in the film. No. <sighs> yes. All right. Um. Um, we're taking place all about New York City, to be clear, where neither of the possible Super Bowls that could be referred to as the 2017 <laughs> Super Bowl actually took place. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, I mean, that, that's unfortunate in that this film came mm. out in 2013, so... 
you do take a risk doing any forecasts of sports results and sports locations. But it would have worked in 2013, but has not aged very well in the four years after. Um, the, the black box. Mm-hmm. How did he have the black box in the little two-seater? I feel like they were both just sort of... Okay, so Julia and he go out to get it. Right. They're captured. Yeah. And then after they're released... Yeah. They go back to the tower... Yeah, but... And aren't let back in. But the black box... Yeah. ...would have been in the front section of the ship. Of, of ship 49... No, no, as in the, the front section of the Titan uh, mission ship mm, that had the back end with the sleeping quarters jettisoned. Yeah. And that was the bit that supposedly yeah, crashed to Earth Because we do hear the end of the conversation yes. between yeah. Jack and it, communication officer, whose name I forget. Yes, the end of that conversation... Jill. Jack and Jill, though. <laughs> the end of that conversation after the sleep pod has been jettisoned. Yes. Yeah. So it can't have gone no, with. No. I, no. I, yes. Uh, okay, yes, I understand where you're coming from now. <laughs> <laughs> so they retrieved the black box from the section of the ship that couldn't have, unless it was radio communicated, but the... The, the tet. tet. The tet. The because tetrahedral. Because it's a tetrahedron. Yeah. <laughs> Um, that would have closed up and communication would have... No. Uh, it just, again, didn't didn't make sense. I'm sorry, it didn't make sense. Okay. Two cop-outs. Yes. Number one, Julia survives that shot. Okay. <laughs> we, we take... We take, I assume, quite some amount of time for Jack to get to and from Tower 52... Yes. To f- get the first aid first kit. Yep. And there she is. Bleeding out. Bleeding out, yes. And uh. then, ooh, magical medical device. <laughs> We're saved. We can have sex later. <laughs> when did that happen? Uh, so they go to the valley. Yes. And they ah, have sex. Ah, that's right. That's right. They had the shot of the, the, the lights coming from the cabin and then it was morning. It's morning and mm. she's over there in bedraggled yes. sheets. Yes, that's right. That's, that's how the child was. Wonderful timing. Mm. <laughs> yes. Cop out number two. Mm-hmm. Clones mean that Jack gets to have a happy ending. Uh, yeah. Okay. So 52 was the one who was tied up. Yes. Okay. And and okay. I hadn't noticed, but he got away in the time that yeah. 49 was yeah. out. Yeah. Yeah. Got away and then decided from there on that that's when he's going to start looking for a... <laughs> but was, was he the actual Jack or was he another clone? Another clone. He was another clone. It's, right. it's, it's all clones all the way oh, down. Okay. So was he in one of the pods inside the ship? Did they... Sh- they, was they, that him? No, in there, or no, that was that just was, another. That was another one. Because <laughs> so, if if one of the techs or the communications officers declares that they are not, not an effective team, yeah. it is implied they are killed and replaced. Replaced, yes. A la Moon. Mm. Yes. Without the scheduling requirements. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> o- only unscheduled um, replacements here. Okay. And they've got all this tech 
mm-hmm. but they cannot control Jack's two-seater from space. Even though he can send it back on autopilot, they couldn't take control of it. So, why? Yeah, they, they can they can control the 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 drones, mm. but they couldn't. The most you would think that they would have an override. The, the most we see them doing to the bubble ship, as it's okay, called, the bubble ship. The bubble ship. Uh, is turning off the controls one time when he's heading into the Tet, and also when he goes through the radiation zone border. That's about all all the control they show over the bubble ship. <laughs> and yet, there are so many moments, like when they're being he's being chased by the drones, they're being chased chased by the drones. That just a simple right, we're taking over his ship here. And like dear, dear it, old, what's what was her name? Uh, Sally, the genocidal mm. artificial intelligence. And like, even if he turns off comms, you know exactly where he is. You have drones looking at him right now. <laughs> oh, like I say, okay. Spoilers. Yeah. <laughs> um, after we've given you all of these spoilers, it just there's so many things that don't make sense and glaringly you you know a a good science fiction film you can or or anything that involves a whole heap of plot devices if it's smart it'll only have you thinking of these things weeks later or or if they're really smart not at all because it actually cohesively makes sense but this all the through it it was a case of hang on but and what? No. Uh. I have another question. Yes. The, the big question here. How much damage does a fuel cell actually do? Well, a stack of so, them is enough to suck the insides out of <laughs> of a tetrahedron. Well, there, there's another problem. <laughs> Why? Why? Because <laughs> so, it looks good. So, a fuel cell destroys one of the water-sucky-up rigs. Why do they have water-sucky-up rigs? What, what is this? Uh, just Be- getting hydrogen power? Because is water is a very rare resource in the universe. Why, why does it have to be salt water? <laughs> <laughs> they've, already, they've already sucked up all the yeah. fresh water. So, apart from that little lake. Yeah, just skim right <laughs> over that valley. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Yeah, it's way um, too green. Okay, so that explosion I can sort of accept if you put an explosive in a particularly weak spot. <laughs> that's fine. This is Star Wars. This is the school of Star Wars. Yes, yes. <laughs> Later, uh, we see a drone uh, outside in a skirmish with scavengers. And when it collides with a wall, it explodes a bit. A bit, Later, yeah, probably like a, a fifty meter radius at the very, very mm. edge, uh, you, you get wind. Mm. <laughs> Later, we're fighting inside, and another drone explodes and produces what can only be described as a rocket blast. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of kabumi orange flame, and that just. Whoa. 
way out. <laughs> Enough that you have to run and jump off a thing. Yeah. How much damage? Got to got to pick I one. Know. I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. I went into this mm-hmm. uh, intending to say that it was nothing really to write home about. No. And I think my opinion of it has has come down further <laughs> from there as we've had this conversation. Oh, look, don't get me wrong. If, if we were to give films numbers, I would give it a 5 out of 10. It was average. Yeah. It's it, it it was definitely not the sum of its quite considerable. What was its budget? A uh, hundred and twenty million, mm-hmm. and it made back a uh, two eighty seven point nine million. Wow! Wow! They could have made a sequel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't know what what about. I, I know why they didn't. They couldn't find the work experience kit. <laughs> Oh, but even worse than the work experience kid was Sally. She just absolutely was totally unbelievable. And I consoled myself fairly early on in the piece that she was AI. Mm -hmm. But then to find out that she was actually based on a NASA person who spoke exactly the same way, terribly unconvincingly, it was just with a really... It sounded like a very artificial accent. I could be wrong, but uh, it was just... Anyway. That plot point, at least, actually does work for me. The the using the image and voice of Sally... Yeah, yeah. To give, to give orders. Yeah, oh yeah. That, no, no, that's fine, but convincing as a, a person no. uh, rather than a caricature, no. Wow, what a whinge fest. <laughs> yeah. But again, I stress, I would give it a five. Yeah, it's it's an average film. Um, it, if, if you could leave your brain behind. But uh, there are films that, I mean, Battleship, for example, is just a ludicrous film. But they mm. make things work by actually experiencing explaining things most of the way through. I, I, I will not justify my the, my love of it's, battleship. <laughs> the, the trouble with trying to shut your brain down with this film is that it's trying to make you think about yeah, things. Yeah, it was trying it's, to be smart. There's, there's not enough action sequences in it no. for you to be able to shut your brain down enough to just go along with it. Yep. Yep. Uh, you you put that really well. Thank yep. you. Yes. I did not try hard. <laughs> <laughs> Neither did they. Okay. Do you have anything else you wish to add about this film? No. Good. Well, we might move on then. Yeah. The following segment is a dog. Do not pet the dog. Okay. So, first of all, from Entos Frog... Oh. I uh, need to uh, breathe. 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 <laughs> From Entuosferatu. Hi, Entuosferatu. Me, hearing the name of next week's film. <laughs> I've never seen this or heard of it. Me, hearing the back of the box description. I've never seen this or heard of it. Me, reading the Wikipedia plot summary. Oh, I've seen this. 
so memorable. Or, or really bad plot synopsis. And having it seen it a second or possibly third time, I feel like it could very well be the third time that I've seen it, but it's just... <laughs> Not very memorable. I... Entos Fratu continues, I wonder if it's really forgettably bland for a pretty interesting concept, or if it's just me. It's not... No. It's not just you. It's You've not... got it in one. Yeah, and I, I think that blandness is is the plot. In, in mm. that your brain, if it can't make sense of something, ignores it. Which is also why I couldn't... When Thomas was naming names and saying that it was... I couldn't even remember the quite dazzling and exciting trailer for it. It was a solid trailer. It was. That's why I watched the film the first and or second time. The trailer had all the money shots in it. (laughs) Yeah. It had Morgan Freeman in it. Yeah. And possibly a line from him that didn't sound corny. Yeah. Maybe. It had so many selling points and that... That's probably why it did reasonably well at the box office. Yeah, yeah. This can't fail. (sighs) Right, over on Facebook. Mm Mm-hmm. Helen. Hi, Helen. Puts in a guess. Right. For for this week? Uh, For 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 extremely loud and (laughs) incredibly close. Okay, hang on. I need to bring up the image for, for that so that I know exactly how close... Helen gets to it. Okay. The guess is XLDCLS, which, if I remember correctly, is exactly Are right. Are you serious? <laughs> I'm going to have to post on the Facebook page and and on Twitter, and I don't know whether you can... In your secret Discord channel, <laughs> um, <laughs> upload an image of this. But Helen has guessed it. Yeah. <laughs> that is bizarre. Um, um, okay. <laughs> Frankly, incredible. Yes, and incredibly loud. Yeah. And extremely mm. close. <laughs> no, she was spot on. XLD CLS. Extremely close. <laughs> well done, Helen. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Helen continues. Okay. I think maybe I would like to watch this one. Maybe. Yeah. And finally. Yes. A boy who she has guardianship over. Mm-hmm. And she uh, went to Mr. Burger one night intending to eat there, and the waitress was less than satisfactory, and they still had to order from the app, and it was very weird. That is bizarre. Yes. Yes, that is indeed the kind of feeling experience that, that I got when I actually went in to collect my burger, was that they they really want, weren't interested in... Yeah. Anyway. Yes. Good. Right, and I think that is it for viewer engagement. Thank you, viewer engagements, engagementees, engagers, engagers, engages, <laughs> engage ease, engagement enforcement officers. 
Oh, let's move on. Yes. We're, we're, we're running on pure adrenaline right at the moment, I think. Mm. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're about to say it's my turn. I am. I am about <laughs> to say it's your turn. Okay. Pick a film for next week so we can go to bed. It's your turn. Oh, is it? Oh, I have nothing prepared. Oh. So I am actually going to give the phone a shake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? What? Okay. So Dune is not on either of our lists. <laughs> and and recently you declared it officially on the shelf, having been technically on the shelf for some time, and I have just now realised that technically some time is April. It's been technically on the shelf since April. Oh my goodness, that long? Yes. Wow. I think the length of it was putting me off. Mm. And also the do I watch it first and then decide whether the the younger kids are going to be actually interested in watching it, which meant that I would have to sit through what is a long movie twice in fairly quick succession. (laughs) So I just stalled there, Mm -hmm. I think. But finally, I decided, no, I'm not going to watch it first. It's got reasonable reviews. I'm going to go into it blind with the rest of the family. It's rated M for science fiction themes and violence. So, yeah, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Yes, so I have watched that. Mm. And I forgot to mention that, that we, we watched... Well, Thomas hasn't. I haven't seen it. He still hasn't I've... watched it. Well worth a watch, I thought. I've had other things going on. Like the things being shipped to me from Australia and the US. Yes. Okay. You've selected a film. I've selected a film. Well, my phone has selected a film from and my list. And you've decided to agree. Well, I obviously must have wanted... All right. Here we go. Well, that, that's, that's a worrying start. Okay. This is an action-packed comedy adventure that introduces a lovable personal companion robot who forms a special bond with robotics prodigy Hiro Hamada. Hamda. Buzz. Yes? Is this the entry in the Disney animated canon Big Hero 6? It is indeed. When a devastating turn of events catapults them into the midst of a dangerous plot unfolding in the streets of San Francisco, Hiro turns to Baymax and his diverse group of friends. Adrenaline junkie Gogo Termago, Neat Nick Wasabi, Chemistry Whiz Honey Lemon, and Fanboy Fred. Well, that was a bit of a... They got the work experience kid to come up with Fanboy's name. Who transform into a band of unlikely heroes. In fact, I reckon the work experience kid's name was Fred. Yeah, that's what happened. Bring home Disney's Big Hero 6, featuring comic book style action and hilarious, unforgettable characters. It's fun for the whole family. We are watching Big Hero 6. Yeah, that we are. I think I put this on my list because I've only seen it once. So that's what we're watching, Big Hero 6, the Disney animated movie. We hope that you can join us when we do so. But until then, we'll catch you next time. Bye. You have been listening to Cellulose Free. Your hosts were Colin, who produces and edits the show, and Thomas, who makes the artwork and music. 
Cellulose Free is recorded in the Deranged Cat Studios in scenic Tasmania, Australia. We keep track of our extensive physical media collection through My Movies, which we highly recommend. You can find links to that, as well as other places you can find us in the show notes. Cellulose Free is a Hi Hello production. Would you tell our dear listener what this film is about? Yes. In your own time. When you're ready. Go on. You know you want to. (laughs) 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 Uh, uh, Good. Good. Go on. (laughs) Shut up! (laughs) Ha ha ha!